The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, party people, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast. Back from a little COVID hiatus. We're back. Yep. <laughs> half half the show got COVID from a mm. uh what I, I don't want to from say. the host. Yeah, from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> on accident, on accident, and just myself, Wade, my wife got just, we just get a big mouth breather, breather. So. Yeah. Yeah. What can we say? That's what happens happens when I actually go to work. You know, I get to work remote. Everything's fine. I have to go into the office. I get COVID. I fly to Baton Rouge, not, not knowing. Get there. Wake up. Got COVID. Have to drive nine hours back. Can't fly. Don't get to go to the game. Wade takes my tickets. Doesn't even sell them. I mean, what are we doing? It's it, But we got to enjoy a nice Mexican margarita Friday night. So that, that's all. That you know, I did try to sell your tickets. But then the guy was like, they're not in the same section. And I was like, yeah, but they're right beside each other. Yeah, they're, they're just they're at the top of the section. And it just, it didn't, I didn't feel like explaining that a bunch. No, well, it is what it is. With LSU still won. Jay Daniels is going to win the Heisman. We're all going to be happy. Um, the only one that would probably oppose it is Jacob, but he's working at Home Depot. So, sorry, buddy. No argument from you. Um, but it's Thanksgiving week. So, Tyler, Wade, you, you excited? It's been some time with the family, get some good food. Yep. Absolutely. Well, y'all sound absolutely thrilled. <laughs> All right. Well, time. I also have to work on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, well, that's not what's fun. the best way to have cranberry dressing? Congealed, log, or <laughs> I don't jelly. know what that means. Like the this... one in the can where it's like plops out like a okay. Or like that's jelly. congealed. Yeah, congealed. Yeah. What is logged? What does that mean? Like a congealed log. It's the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay. At least likes the the log. I don't like it at all. Like oh, like like a butter dish kind of thing. Like it's yeah. the square. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big cranberry jelly fan, but if I had to pick, I think I would go out of the can because the 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 or the, I'm sorry, the jelly because the log looks just gross, unappealing. Um, yeah. Tyler's with Neil. The best way is not. Just put it in the trash. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, we did this last year. It got me thinking. Favorite Thanksgiving meal. Tyler, what is it? Um, It's always the baked spaghetti uh, that my grandma spaghetti? always. Yeah, it's pissed <laughs> off. Tyler said, we're right? not having any rice and gravy. We're having nah, spaghetti. I mean, I'm not going to be Plus, some basic boy who just says, oh, hey, I'm turkey. Like, I, no, I'm just surprised. Y'all have spaghetti at Thanksgiving? Baked mac, it's like a baked mac and cheese, pretty much. Uh, oh, baked mac and cheese, yeah. No, that that one's it's awesome. pretty much like spaghetti, but it's mac and cheese. <laughs> okay, if spaghetti you're trying to slander me and what I eat on Thanksgiving, <laughs> you can piss off. <laughs> spaghetti and mac and cheese, totally different, but I'm with you on the baked mac and cheese. He's That's talking about the noodle, favorite. I know what he's talking about. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. You know what? I it's been a long week trying to do hold down the fort over here while y'all were sick. It's so been a long week, week on Monday night, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what's yours? Uh, I'd have to go 
let's go with the pies. I like the pecan pie and the pumpkin pie. Okay. I used to call it a pecan pie, but I've all digressed and called it a, a pecan yeah. pie. So yeah. Yeah, Neil likes the honey baked ham on Turkey Day. Neil's a ham guy. Hey, Neil's uh, a meat guy. No sides. That that's all. Neil's plate is just protein. Uh, I'm a, so I'm a big mac baked mac and cheese. That's that's one of my favorites. Green bean casserole with the little crispy onions. That that's a good one. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one too. Of course, turkey. You know that I think that's just a staple in everybody's. Unless you're vegetarian, then it's tofu. I don't know. Um, I guess there's plenty of other vegetables you can eat, but I do love huddling around the TV on Thanksgiving and watching the NFL games and seeing somebody get that turkey leg or as the announcers like to call it the gobbler. Um, so that's always fun. But uh, we got some good good ones for this Thanksgiving. You know, with rivalry re- rivalry week in the uh, in college football. Oh, here's here's another comment for Neil. Turkey is super overrated. Well, you only eat it once a year. That's the only time we hype it up is Thanksgiving. I, I will mean, say it, that. Everybody hypes up Thanksgiving food, but if it was so good, wouldn't we eat it more than once a year? That's true. Uh, ham, I like it. It's good. but Ham is a Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. Uh, what's another holiday? Give me something. I saw uh, a ham on Halloween. burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> Cook a ham, a Halloween ham. Is that a thing? Uh, I'd no. take turkey over ham. Ham's expensive, though. I bought a ham and a turkey. Everything's yesterday. expensive, dude. The ham was like forty bucks. I was like, it's just a ham, and you cut it. You you put it's some more than a ham. on it. Looks like you're gonna be getting some lunch meat instead. Yeah, you're gonna be the getting tur- the turkey. At your Thanksgiving dinner. The turkey was twenty five, and the ham was forty. I bought both of them because you know we got to have a variety. But like, golly, you can make a turducken. Ooh, that Chew does one of those. I don't know if Chew's watching, but he the turkey and the duck. Um, he probably leaves the feathers on all the birds. (laughs) He just drops it in the fryer. It kills it. Fryer done. Um, y'all stuff the turkeys with anything? You ever, you ever stuffed a turkey? Uh, most of the time we cop out now and do the stuffing on the side. Yeah. But I, I've had it both ways. It's good. We'll usually have like the meat stuffing and the bread stuffing on the side, but, uh, it's interesting stuffing a turkey with like an orange. My grandpa likes to put an orange and an apple in there. That's just (laughs) not a, not a, when you're a young kid, that's not a sight that you like get out of your mind. You know, I don't want to paint too graphic. Of Your a granddad fist deep in a turkey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Putting an apple and an orange in there. And then uh, one year they forgot to turn the oven on. So oh, Lord. we so all. was a raw all, turkey on an orange. <laughs> yeah. we uh, A couple hours go by. Everybody's getting hungry. And we're like, man, it doesn't really smell like anything in here. Watching the Packers and the Lions game. Somebody goes, oh, let's check the turkey. Boop, there's a frozen turkey in the oven. Or I guess a thawed, but <laughs> cold turkey in the oven still. So that was a late night dinner. That was a nine o'clock. Usually you're eating the leftovers then. That was a that was a late Thanksgiving meal. So, But Thanksgiving's fun for family. It's fun for, uh, you know, placing sports bets because I'm usually in Louisiana, but this year I'll be in Texas. Um, Wade and I, and on Jade Daniels to win the Heisman. You know, I was hoping – we were going to have uh, Jacob on the show because I'm sure he would have given us like a 
Big Ten, like J.J. McCarthy Heisman pick or something. I mean, we get right into it. Heisman picks. I'm I'm Jane Daniels all the way. Tyler Wade. I know we we all want Jay Daniels to win, but I mean, if not him, who? Uh, I definitely see the argument for Bo Nix. I mean, I think that the team success does play a part in it to me. I don't think it should be the entirety of the award, but if a guy's got really good stats like Bo Nix does, um, I think that he absolutely is deserving. But I, I just think if you look at the overall body of stats, uh, Jaden Daniels, to me, is the best player in the country. So if we're going to give the award in the past to Caleb Williams, RG3, Omar Jackson, I think that Johnny that, Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. Tim Tebow. Uh, Tim Tebow. I think yeah. that Jaden Daniels is the guy that you're going to remember from this season. I think he's just been electrifying. I think that his stats are right up there with, with those guys that we just mentioned. So um, I think that, that Daniels is, to me, the front runner. No, I totally agree with you. I got into it with some Oregon fans on Twitter this weekend because they were all – Bo Nix had six touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. You know, Bo Nix is the best player in the world. He's 35 years old. He's still playing in college. I mean, you got Auburn fans out here, like, remember him when he played at Auburn. I think he uh, did graduate high school in, like, 2018 or 17. How old is he? Let's see. I think he's 25. He is listed as a senior. Is Okay, I don't. If we pull up his recruiting profile, I bet you it says 2017. I'm trying to see, like, bio. Here we go. Uh, he played at Auburn from 2019 to 2022. And then, so, I guess he's technically only a – well, he's redshirted, too. He's right? like a fifth year. Yeah, which I guess Jaden Daniels is a fifth year, too. But it just feels like Bo Nix has been in college forever. Yeah. Um, And looking at the stats – of the top guys with Penix, Daniels, Knicks. Um, Penix and, and Caleb Williams only have 30 touchdowns. Jane Daniels has 36 and Bo Nix has 35. Uh, and the passing yards are all within 100 yards of each other. What's really surprising is Jane Daniel has about 40 to 60 less uh, compass- or shoot, 60 less uh, passing attempts than Bo Nix does, and he still has more yards than him. Um, and then, of course, if you look at the rushing side, Jane Daniels has 10 rushing touchdowns, and I don't think Nix has any, maybe one or two. Um, so overall touchdowns account for it's a lot different. But, Tyler, what what are you thinking? Um, make your argument for Jane Daniels to win the Heisman or, or Bo Nix, whoever you think. I mean, if you really look at it uh... – you could just throw out the records. Uh, stats really show that Jane Daniels is the best player in the country, and it's not even really remotely close. Uh, it's pretty even. Uh, you know, if you look at their passing stats, Bo Nix uh, and Jane Daniels, but like you mentioned, Daniels is more of a rusher. He has 10 touchdowns. He has uh, 1,000 yards rushing. And, you know, Bo Nix, we thought that getting six touchdowns in the first half, uh, that was going to be enough. And then, a couple of hours later, Jane Daniels goes out there and ties Joe Burrow's record of eight touchdowns in a game. Uh, so Daniels uh, really only has one more chance. Uh, Knicks has two more chances. You get Oregon State. Oregon hurt. State, probably one of the better defenses that he faced, and more than likely he's going to face off against Washington again if he wins that one. Uh, then it's definitely going to be hard to deny it uh, because the team factor is definitely 
has come more of a factor for the Heisman alone. Like we, like you mentioned, you know, it's been three loss. You know, you saw RG3, Tebow, everybody who's watching this already knows right. that stat, already knows it. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, obviously we all want Jane Daniels uh, to win the award. Uh, but, root, I mean, if you're rooting for Jane Daniels, you probably need to root for Oregon to lose one more time to, to get out of the college football playoff because – I think that if Bo Nix, uh, you know, if they beat Oregon State, he has another like three plus touchdown performance and he goes out there uh, and avenges the, the lone loss that Oregon has. I think it's going to be tough uh, for the, you know, whoever's voting for the award to not vote for Nix. That would be a Heisman level moment, you know, to, right. to yeah. avenge the loss to Washington. We could see a situation where FSU loses a game or at that point, maybe they're better in Texas. So, I think if Oregon does win out, they're a playoff team, and that yeah. that would be the the Heisman moment people are looking for. But it's it's more Nick's has to have a Heisman type game. He can't go out there and throw twenty for twenty eight, two hundred yards and a touchdown. Like that's not a Heisman moment, and and they win, right? Like that's. But I'm not so convinced game. Oregon's going to win that game if they do. Me neither. I mean, I think Washington's look Washington, uh, really good. Yeah. And I honestly, I think Penix has almost played himself out of the Heisman because he hasn't had those like at the beginning of the season. I was all on Michael Penix, and now it's like he's kind of just put up mediocre stat lines. Um, yeah, he's been good, good game manager, and they've been running the ball a lot more. But to me, that's an example of a quarterback kind of like JJ McCarthy, where he's undeniably a, a great player, but I don't think that he's Heisman level. Kind of more on the lines of Carson Beck. Like it's a – I would put Beck in the top three of the Heisman, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. shouldn't even be invited to New York. I mean, the dude – come on. Give me a break. My finalist would be Daniels, Knicks, and, and uh, Carson Beck, to be honest. I would go Daniels, It would probably be Penix. Penix. Yeah. Uh, there, think, there's no, I know that Carson Beck, uh, I think that no, like, he's not even on like the top 10, but I think that he has the stats. And if we're saying that, you know, if this is a team sport, Georgia has already really said that, hey, we're still the number one team yeah. in the country. Uh, so, you know, I think that Carson Beck uh, next year, it's going to be wide open for him because really we're going to have this quarterbacks. They're going to be going to NFL. I think that Carson Beck is going to be really that next uh, quarterback that can be that, you know, quote-unquote number one pick in the NFL draft whenever he declares. Well, you got potentially Quinn Ewers coming back, uh, which I don't know if that's, like, confirmed, but I think they said he was thinking about it. Uh, so, Arch Jackson Manning. Dart. Jackson. <laughs> it's Jackson. Jesus. How long has he been in the in college? He's another um, one that started as a true freshman in 2019. Not as long as Dan so. Rising. He's got yeah. another year. Cam Rising. Cam Rising. Seven he's like our season. Yeah. Um, See, Cam now Rising that's just older, overusing the system. That's his third. Well, third he's rumored to be coming back and transferring. So that'll be his third transfer, seven years of college football. Like, come on, dude. Oh, you he's gotta not, just get a job. He's rumored to transfer. He's not coming back to Utah. Uh, I think Utah's been non committal about non committed about him being the, the, the guy. starter. Well, it, it was kind of tough. You figured he wasn't going to play at all this year. I mean, he tears his ACL in the Rose Bowl. So, like, you know, that was seven months ago uh, or nine months ago. So, that's tough to come back from that. So, I guess I get the, like, medical red shirt. But, yeah, like you said, wait, seventh season. As I get it. But, honestly, injuries, luck, whatever aside, six years is enough. If you get hurt five out of six years, that's life. Yeah. 
uh, you just you go go be a coach somewhere. I mean, I mean you, you got to be like twenty-five enough against eighteen-year-olds. Yeah. yeah, like it. You got to keep the age bracket, and and I don't even really like it when these guys come back from like being an accountant or like a minor league pitcher or whatever. Like it's college football. I guess when they come back and they're a punter, that's a little different. Like you're, I mean, you're just punting. You know, punt, punters are people too, right? But you're not like running over an eighteen-year-old kid. Um, to make a tackle. Um, one of the arguments that the Oregon folks, the Oregon quacks, I'll call them, were, were making, you know, I said, everyone says, oh, Bo had six. Well, if LSU's defense had a pulse, Jane Daniels would have had six in the first half too. He had five, five touchdowns, five possessions, full game, eight, eight. He played eight possessions, had eight, eight touchdowns. I don't care who the opponent was. That's pretty damn hard to do. Okay. This guy said, oh, you're mistaken. Bo had six in just two quarters. Then they sat him. If he would have stat padded like Jane Daniels did, he probably would have had 12. One, you're wrong. No way he has 12 in a game, right? Um, Two, I I replied with take away the quarters. Take away the time. You give them both seven possessions, seven for seven from our boy JD, six for seven for Bo Nix. That's just math, dude. That's just logic. One's better than the other. You give him eight possessions. Who knows? Maybe Bo Nix goes seven for eight. He doesn't go eight for eight like Jane Daniels did because he didn't score on the the first possession at halftime. I know I'm like, you know, crunching numbers here, but Jane Daniels, in my eyes, Bo Nix may be a better overall quarterback, but Jane Daniels is the best player in the country from a passing and a rushing standpoint. He, I mean, he's a thousand yard rusher as a quarterback. He's got over. 3,000 yards passing. Hold on, let me make sure I'm right on that. Yeah, he's got 30, almost 3,600 yards passing, 46 total touchdowns accounted for. The announcers before the game showed Lamar Jackson's stats, and I think Lamar won it with 45 overall touchdowns. So Daniels has a chance to get 50 and match what Joe Burrow did back in 2019. So my eyes, case closed. Unless Daniels goes out there and lays an egg against Texas A&M, I know Knicks and Penix have another game in the Pac-12 championship, like Tyler mentioned. Um my eyes case closed. Give Jane Daniels a Heisman. Go ahead. They ought to name it after the season, uh, not be- or at, like before conference championships. Just, just for all. <laughs> They're not going to do that. I think if 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 Bo Nix goes out and he like throws for four hundred fifty <clears throat> yards and five touchdowns and they destroy Washington, okay, that's that's his Heisman moment, right? Jane Daniels has had uh, had his against Florida, uh, but I think right now it's Jane Daniels all day kind of case closed there i mean neil leaves a good comment bo nicks couldn't even start in a mid-tier sec team so he's definitely not that good i think he's the fit you know he's good at oregon i think he'll be a top 10 quarterback uh or top 10 draft pick um but i also would like i mean where do you think jane daniels goes i've some the senior bowl president said he was going fourth round i don't think he falls that far um i hope that he goes to new orleans I, I think you'll yeah. sneak in there at the back half of the first round. Somebody that wants that uh, fifth-year option on the on the first-round pick. New I saw Orleans. a mock draft. I will put a GoFundMe, start it down, Jane Daniels to NOLA. I would much rather watch a rookie quarterback struggle in Jane Daniels than watch yeah. Derek Carr throw another touchdown or another pass out of his noodle arm that he has. Uh, I mean, he's got the, he's got the talent all around him. There's no reason why we the Saints couldn't draft a rookie 
and plug them in and say, hey, you got weapons, just go out there and, and run an offense. Okay. Well, you can screw up. You're a rookie, but it's it's better than Mr. $150 million man that can't complete a pass. So. They brought back Marquez Callaway too today. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because they're gonna go with Jameis Winston. That was Winston's favorite guy. Jeez. Sure so, was. Okay. Well, it sounds like Michael Thomas is gonna be out for about a month. Yeah. What did Thomas do? Did he punch somebody? No, he no, heard he his got hurt. Oh, that's right. That's right. He, yeah. It's been a while since we've done the show. It's been a while since I watched football. But other um, other spots to look out for Jaden, I think uh Seattle, Minnesota, uh potentially Denver. So Oof, I think put him in Minnesota. My gosh, well, that offense. Put any put any of these quarterbacks in Minnesota. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. I think I don't think Kirk Cousins is on that uh what you call it, the Aaron Rodgers training regimen, to be to be completely honest with you. He's uh I think he's he's taking his money and he's gonna he's just gonna hang it up. Um uh, you do you see Kirko going anywhere, Tyler? Um no, I think that he stays with Minnesota. I mean Maybe they give Joshua Dobbs a, a chance to see how he does uh, if they, you know, make it to the a playoffs. You know, they just lost uh, to Denver last night, so they're still in the hunt, I believe. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know what the playoff picture looks like uh, right now, uh, but we'll see. Uh, but I just don't think that uh, Kirk Cousins' time is done in Minnesota. But I do like uh, one of these rookie quarterbacks going to, to Minnesota, though. I, don't, I just don't think that Joshua Dobbs is going to be the answer. He's he's good enough. He's a viable backup quarterback to, to go in whenever you're injured. Uh, but put in a guy like, you know, Michael Penix or Jane Daniels and the receivers and the, and the weapons that you have. I mean, golly, this offense would be – light years so like in it because minnesota you really look at it, they're kind of like that mid-tier level offense really the top two offenses you know you got buffaloes you got kansas city you got philadelphia mm-hmm. so minnesota definitely needs uh you know, that quarterback to really put them in that elite tier the offense because they got elite uh weapons with jay jettas and uh uh you know osborne and, and jordan addison yeah and, and they're, they're trying to figure out their running back situation maybe they grab somebody in the draft um, I, shoot, I don't know how well Jane Daniels' college game is going to translate to the NFL. Um, I mean, I, I hope he does good. I saw a mock draft that has him going 11 to Tampa Bay. Imagine the Saints fans having to watch that man run oh, up man. down the field twice a year. The Saints defense wouldn't be able to touch him. I mean, they can barely tackle running quarterbacks now, but with his speed, oh, I would just, I, I wouldn't even watch those games. It's just, nope, we're not watching football today. Um, mm-hmm. But like a My- Michael Penix to Minnesota, that would be cool. I mean, do you think Caleb Williams is still the number one pick? I mean, no. he had his little drama. I'm not talking to the media after getting blown out by UCLA. He just wants to go and cuddle with his dogs. Um, and Olivia Rodrigo was there singing. Uh, he's got some heartbreak going on. But Williams can ball. I mean, that's that's that, that's a fact, right? But. His attitude is his issue. I mean, Wade, you're a GM scout, or I'm sorry, you're a general manager of an NFL team. Your scout's giving you the scouting report. Are you drafting Caleb Williams number one? Are you building building your franchise around Mr. Emotional? Uh, it's definitely a, a lot of reason for concern, but at the moment, I would still take him number one based off of the overall talent at the quarterback position. I just, I don't know, some of these other. Guys that we've talked about in the Heisman discussion, you know, Penix, Nix, Daniels, 
they're all a little bit older and they were frankly guys that didn't get it done at their first destination um, or weren't playing in a pro system. So right. I think that Caleb Williams has been playing pro style offense uh, since day one. I know that it's a little bit more of an air raid at Oklahoma um, and USC than a traditional pro style offense, but kind of the elements that you're starting to see in the NFL um, he's been doing it and he's been doing it really well. So I think that you can get over the attitude. I think that he'll kind of mature and grow up and you just have to bank on the talent. Now I'm not going to, if I'm sitting there at, at number one as theirs in a Cardinals or even yeah. the Chicago bears, I'm not going to give up on my young quarterback for him, but if I'm the giants or someone like that, yeah, absolutely. Falcons. What? Absolutely. You don't think the Giants are going to roll with what's his name, Tommy DeVito, the uh, the, the true <laughs> yeah. the the true New Yorkian? Uh, Absolutely not. No. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think Tyler's time is over in Arizona, and especially not Justin Fields in Chicago. But the the Cale Williams drama is just like it's childish. Uh, and if I was a GM, I'd be like, I don't want this guy leading my franchise, right? The face of my franchise. Uh, but he could come back. As an LSU fan, I pray he doesn't come back based on how our defense looks. And if we had to face him week one next year in Las Vegas, he's going to torch us, okay? We, we'll have a whole new team, and it's not going to be great. Um, well, they'll be active in the transfer portal. I mean, they're going to go get somebody that's at that level, you know. Just need a new coach. At, at, are you talking USC or are you talking LSU's defense? USC. Okay, yeah, that's true. And Lincoln Riley might not even be their coach after this season. I'm hearing some rumors about him on the hot seat. Uh, but uh, he's just kind of, let's see, underperformed, to say, with a Heisman-level quarterback. Um, looking around the league at some games for our, you know, it's rival rivalry week. That work out me again. Um, we got some great games in college football. It's a forced rivalries like LSU and Texas A&M. Uh, but we got the egg ball on, on Thanksgiving. So let's do, let's do a few quick picks here. Uh, egg ball, Ole Miss, Mississippi state. Ole Miss is favored by 10 and a half. The game's in Starkville, but honestly, that doesn't even matter because it's the egg ball. It always gets weird. What are y'all feeling, uh, this year in the bat battle for the egg? Uh, I think Ole Miss covers the points. I think that's controversial because we know that it's always close and whatever, and Will Rogers is back. Mississippi mm. State's playing for a chance to get to a bowl game, but I just think Lane Kiffin puts it to him, and uh, I think it would be very satisfying for Ole Miss to end Mississippi State's season right then and there. So I think they win by 14-plus. Oh, going with a domination there. Matty Ice is with you. He's got the Rebs. Taking it, Tyler? Who are well, you since with? Matty Ice is here, i got to pick the refs to make him happy. Uh, so I yeah. think that Ole Miss wins too. Uh, I think that Ole Miss would love nothing more to just send their rivals back on the couch and send them in five and seven and, and send them uh, looking for a new head coach. I'm hoping that Mississippi State uh, can get them a, a coach that can stay there for a while, build up that program, uh, and you know, really make it their goal to get to uh, back to a New Year's Six Bowl game because they really haven't been able to do that since uh, Dak Prescott was there back in 2014. Uh, so hopefully they can get a coach. But Ole Miss, I think, covers. I think that uh, usually the Egg Bowl is close, uh, but I can't get out of my head that two weeks ago Mississippi State lost 51-10 to 10 
to Texas A&M. They struggled in the first half against Southern Miss. Uh, so I think that all this yeah. Ole Miss offense, they were just going through their progressions against ULM, but they're probably going to put up 40 points or or even more. Lane Kiffin and the boys uh, cover, and they uh, bring back the Golden Egg Trophy back to Oxford. Yeah, so Mississippi State won it last year. Um, wildest moment back in, I think it was 2019, uh, when Elijah Moore got oh, down on all fours after mm-hmm. catching – the game-winning touchdown. All that was needed was an extra point. He gets down and he pisses on the pylon, or fake pisses on the pylon. That's uh, wild. Unsportsmanlike penalty, fifteen yards. Back him up. Okay, thirty-five yard extra point. Shank, and Mississippi State holds on to win that game. I don't remember what the final score was, but it was uh, it was close. A one point difference. Um, so. I really want to pick Mississippi State. I really do. Yeah, give me give me the dogs. I'll go Mississippi State. Woo-woo. You did it earlier. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just it's a weird game, right? I mean, it's like this. Is I will stay away from it betting wise. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't bet on it at all. Maybe bet the over. I mean, there's always points. I mean, um, I, I really do think Ole Miss is going to curb stomp them in that a fourteen or what is it a ten point line, eleven point yeah. line, ten and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think that's free money, but you just can't doubt the power of a rivalry here this week. Yeah, it's that's and it's Thursday night. It's on Thanksgiving. Like it's just everybody tunes in. Uh, oh wow, Matt and I <laughs> oh. are no longer friends. He says he'd like to redact my friendship. Okay, Matt, we uh, you got two new friends here. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, dude. It's 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 a rivalry game. We don't like them it's either. Thanksgiving. It's just wild. So that's I'm going state. I'm going state. Chet told me um, that uh, he wishes he went to Mississippi State deep down. No, I don't. No, <laughs> I I went there. For, I went the only. So I took a college visit to Mississippi State. Went for the Egg Bowl in Starkville. I watched Ole Miss beat the brakes off of Mississippi State, um, and I hated every second of it because of those damn cowbells. <laughs> so I, I, I we were there for a half, and I was like, I am never coming back to this city. Uh, so there you go. Oregon State, Oregon, better known as the Civil War, but the teams don't call it that anymore. So, does Oregon State play uh play chaos uh, and ruin Oregon's playoff chances? Uh, I sure hope that they at least give them a, a game in this one. Oregon State, I they should they almost had. I feel like Washington. I told Wade this on yesterday's show. Washington is giving me like the TCU vibes that we're just waiting on them to lose, and they just won't lose. Like they might yeah. just win the national championship the way that they've been rolling. Uh, but I think that Oregon wins. Oregon has just been on whatever teams in front of you. We're going to put up 50 or 60 points up on you. Well, if they can do it against uh, Oregon State, one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. But I think that Bo Nix has himself uh, a game uh, that puts him up there along with Jane Daniels in the Heisman race. Uh, I think it's close. I don't know what the line is with Vegas. Probably at least like 14 points. But I would take the Beavers. Um... If this was in Corvallis, I would be taking Oregon State, but since it's in Eugene, I think that Oregon wins. It's 13 and a half, so yeah, 14 points. Is I think Oregon State can cover that. All right, so we got an Oregon Duck. We got a quack on the show, Wade. Are you quacking with them? Yeah, I'll be a quacker, too. Uh, I like that this game's in Eugene. Not a quacker, but a quaker. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, Oregon gets it done. I'm not so sold on Oregon beating Washington quite yet, so we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, 
give me the quacks. Give me Bo Nix. I just shit on them for the past ten minutes, but yeah, give me or give me Oregon. Take down Oregon <laughs> State in the war. Good uh, logic there. The game, the Ohio game. State at Michigan. The sign stealers, Jim Harbaugh's Michigan versus Ryan Day and the Lee Corso hating Ohio State Buckeyes. Who do we got, boys? Uh, Ohio State. I'll say it. Ohio State beats Michigan. I don't care where this game is. They're not going to win three in a row against Ohio State. And honestly, Michigan's just had too many distractions. You can't get through a season like this without falling. Um, Even if they make the playoff, they lose in the first round. Uh, But I think they go ahead and get it done. Uh, Here with the loss, I think Ohio State is going to make the playoff. Okay, so you think either team... And I picked Michigan to win the national championship to start the year. But I'm just not very impressed. That's week one. This is week 13. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Things changed. Tyler? Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a grinded-out battle. There's probably not going to be many points scored. I feel like we say that every year, and then all of a sudden Michigan comes out of nowhere and puts uh, 40 points. Uh, But this this is definitely two of the better defenses. Uh, Michigan... J.J. McCarthy, uh, I just don't think that he's that good of a quarterback. The, the past couple of weeks, they were just handing their ball off to their guys. Blake Corm, he had himself a big game against Penn State. And then last week, uh, they had to really rely on their running game, too. Uh, so I think this is going to be a, a really battle you out. I think that Michigan gets it done, though. I think that this is in Ann Arbor. This is going to be a very close game, probably like a 21-17 uh, type of ugly game in the mm-hmm. Big Ten, especially at the big noon kickoff. But – I'm going to go with the Mason Blue. I think that even with the distractions or not, the free, they're wearing a free hardball shirts. The band's only suspended for like three games. He's not in prison. He's not dead. Get over it. Uh, so I think that Michigan <laughs> wins this one. He's I, he's still in the press box. It's not like yeah. he can't go to the game. He just can't be on the sideline. Um, at least that's how I understand it. But hmm, I don't think Michigan wins three in a row. Give me Ohio Good. State. Give me the Ohio State. Buckeyes, I love my pick even more. Uh, to, to take down the Wolverines. I Solely based on all the drama that's going on, man. I know they're like, Jim Harbaugh said today, oh, it's not going to distract our players. Well, but, dude, there's a lot. It already has. Yeah. They're all we're not talking forward. about the game. We're talking about distractions in week exactly. 13. Yeah. <laughs> it already has. Thank you, Wade. So, I think uh, winner of this goes you know, obviously goes to the Big Ten Championship and faces the mighty Iowa <laughs> um, and they be, probably beat the brakes off of them. I don't care how oh, good Iowa's defense is. When the over under this weekend is twenty six and a half for their game, so uh, yeah, I think winner of this gets gets the playoff spot. So next up, the Governor's Cup, Kentucky at Louisville. Um, you would if you would have asked me this five weeks ago, I would have said Kentucky, but they have since fallen off, and Louisville is looking great. I think they're ten and one. They're they're no, uh, lot... you have to do double. <laughs> yes, double double L. Um, they're lined up to to take down or to face Florida State next week. Is that locked in or is there still? Yep. Yeah, it's okay. locked. Teams are playing out of conference. Yeah. So, uh, give me Louisville to take down their their SEC foe. Kentucky's on a four win streak against them. I think they get it done this year. Yeah, I like the cards. It's a tradition every year that Kentucky starts off undefeated and then absolutely tanks. I think Louisville wins this one, and they blow them out. Give me Louisville. Okay, I like it. 
Uh, I got Louisville as well. I don't think it'll be a, a blowout. Louisville's kind of been a, uh, like TCU in a, in a way from last year where they just kind of get by. Um, I think they're a good football team. I don't think they're a championship contender, but they're good enough to beat Kentucky. I think they could beat Florida State, though, and play spoiler. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Okay. Um, next one, Texas A&M LSU I got on my list. Uh, it's it's that this article has what they're all called. This one says nothing, but Les Miles once had an idea. We need a trophy. Somebody needs to come up with a trophy. There's so much petroleum, right, on both ends. Maybe some kind of big petroleum. Something. The winner gets nope. Lake Charles. Not a barrel, a wrench or something. The weirdest quote. Well, honestly, not the weirdest quote. The dude had some wild stuff. Um, I'm I, obviously I'm taking LSU. Texas A&M is in shambles. They got a good defense, but they can't stop LSU's offense. Give me the Tigers by 40. Oh, okay. Yeah, big time. That would require scoring 100 points. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, because our defense – well, they don't have much of an offense for our defense to stop. So, that's going to be an interesting battle on that side. But I think it's I think it's big time LSU. So, y'all, y'all riding with me? I am riding with LSU, but I think that A&M covers. The, right now, LSU is a 10 uh, – LSU got flat out embarrassed in last year's meeting. I yeah. mean, AM was five and seven going in this one. LSU was number five. They're looking towards Georgia and AM puts up 38 on them. So mm-hmm. even so that, you know, Max Johnson's not alone, you know, and probably not gonna be available for this one. So they're on their third string quarterback. That third string will probably still score 30 points against this sorry LSU defense. So I'm gonna go like 38 to 35. I think that Jane Daniels has like a four touchdown performance to keep him in the race. I like it. I like it. Wade, who you picking? Uh, you, I think LSU wins. Defense. I'll I'll meet you on the middle. I'll take LSU 42. Uh 31. So I think they barely cover. I think that they let up a lot of points, but they score a little bit more than than Tyler predicted. So I think that sounds about right. And it's enough to keep Jaden the Heisman front runner for now, but it is his last audition. So I think he needs five or six touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's in the whole time. It's his senior day. It's LSU senior day at 11 o'clock in the morning. So thank you, ESPN. Uh I like to call this one the Mac Daddy of them all. Not the Rose Bowl, but the Iron Bowl. Alabama at Auburn. Uh, of course, Auburn just got curb stomped by New Mexico State. Uh, Hugh Freeze calls it his worst coaching performance in his life. Uh, one of the most notable moments in, in honestly, in college football history came from this game with the pick six to uh, for Auburn to upset Alabama. Um and ruin their SEC title champion uh, chances. So, obviously, I think Alabama's favored by a lot because Auburn sucks. But it's the same thing as the Egg Bowl. It's the Iron Bowl. Crazy shit happens. So, Wade, take us away. What's your prediction? Well, crazy stuff does happen, but not when there's this big of a, a talent gap and you're dealing with Alabama. So, I think Alabama... Absolutely beats the brakes off of Auburn. I think they win this one like 34 to 10. Okay. Tyler? Hey, Auburn needs a miracle. I don't even think Jesus himself can do this miracle for Auburn. They are flat out pitiful after what they did against New Mexico State. 
I think this is a personal game for Nick Saban and Jalen Milrow is going to run all over them. And I think this is going to be like a 42 to 10 type of game. I could see it. For those, I mean, I'm sure the majority of our listeners and viewers are familiar with the Iron Bowl, but for those who are not, the, the hatred runs deep in this one. You've got uh, back in 2010, I saw this trending on Twitter today and it was cracking me up. Uh, Mr. Harvey Updike calls <laughs> into Paul Feinbaum and says, Paul, let me tell you what I did. The weekend after, I'm reading a direct quote here. The weekend after the Iron Bowl, I went to Auburn, Alabama, because I live about 30 miles away, and I poisoned them two tumor trees. I put Spike 80 DF in them. And Feinbaum was taking it serious. He goes, well, did they die? He said, they're not dead yet, but they're going to die. Uh, Feinbaum said, is it against the law to poison a tree? Harvey Pulled his glasses down. He said, do you think I care? I really don't. Roll damn tie. Click and hung up the phone. That's um, so Alabama. He yeah. was arrested, uh, charged with criminal mischief. He later died in 2020. Um, doesn't say why, but he had to pay $80,000 in restitution and served 70 days in jail. So, uh, yeah, that's the most. And he's from Louisiana. He wasn't even from out, He wasn't even from out, uh, Tuscaloosa. So, uh, you could leave uh, that part out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's – I mean, Iron Bowl, that's always fun. Oh, I didn't give my pick. Give me, give me, uh, give me the War Eagles. Uh, pulling it off. Crazy upsets. Crazy upsets this year. Trying um, to make some friends over in Auburn? Yeah, there's – there's some other Arizona, Arizona State. I think Arizona beat, wins that. I mean, they're playing great. Virginia Tech, Virginia. I don't even know. I don't think anybody really cares. Probably um, Virginia Tech. Washington State, Washington. This one's interesting. The Apple Cup. I incorrectly referred to something <laughs> earlier in the season as the Apple Cup. I don't remember what what it was. Uh, but I think uh, I don't. I don't even know what the spread is. But probably Washington. Right. Yeah, Washington's favored by like 15. Battle of the backups, Florida State, Florida, the Sunshine Showdown. No Jordan Travis, who tragically had a uh, season-ending injury. Prayers out to him. Um, that was not easy to watch. He, I don't know if y'all saw the video. Goes, he gets tackled. His leg bent backwards and then flopped back. Yeah, I don't like watching that over again. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. And then of course Graham Mertz is out too. So battle of the backups. Let's talk about this for a second. Obviously, Florida State needs to win out. You know, if they lose, that definitely makes their 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 playoff chances uh, in shambles. And of course, you have Louisville next next week in the ACC championship. But if Florida State wins out, do you think the committee holds them out of the playoffs for a one loss team just because they don't have Jordan Travis? They didn't do it with Ohio State and Cordell Jones. So, uh, what what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, if they're a one loss. I mean, if they're not an ACC champion, then yeah, that that would definitely be the most way. But I've even heard people say that people are gonna like they think that the committee is gonna leave them out. They're thirteen and zero. There's no that's way what I'm saying. If they're undefeated, that if you're a Power Five team and you're undefeated, I don't care who's your quarterback. It could be Mickey Mouse. You're still gonna be in there. I mean, like you mentioned, you brought out Cardell Jones. Uh, they did it. They won the national yep. championship, so it could still be done. I mean, Florida State exactly. still has the pieces. You know. Got one of the top running backs with Trey Benson. They have one of the top wide receivers with Keon Coleman, and they got a really good defense. I think that, you know, going into the swamp, that's definitely going to be a hostile environment. I know that Graham Mertz isn't there. 
wouldn't surprise me if that's close. I think that Florida State wins that one. I still think that they can beat Louisville. Like like Wade mentioned, it feels like Louisville isn't much of a team that hasn't really blown them out. I think that they probably blow out Kentucky this weekend. Uh, but yeah, it, if Florida State is like probably a, a one loss team and they don't have that ACC championship, then that's where their resume really takes a hit because really their their best loss right now is a fourteen uh, like ranked number fourteen LSU. Outside of that, Clemson fell off and Miami is on the team. So they really only have one ranked win. So if they lose either to Florida or to Louisville, I think that they're out entirely. But if they go undefeated, I'm against the I want to say I'm I'm against the committee not putting them in just because they lost their quarterback based on like on Cordell Jones. I mean he the backup quarterback comes in, they win the whole damn thing. One guy doesn't make up a team, so to yeah, leave, so it's a guy out. Score. Yeah, but the the argument I heard was, you know, uh, it's a four team playoff. They obviously want the most competitive uh, teams, and people think that without Jordan Travis, Florida State doesn't stand a chance, and they'll get run over. And so they would rather see like a Georgia, Alabama, Michigan. Ohio State or a Georgia, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State, like leaving out Florida State because they don't have their starting quarterback. So no, I, I think you could, you just you can't do that if it's a, a team sport. I mean, Florida State has a good resume. I I don't even think they're the four seed. If they go undefeated, I think they're the three. So, uh, I just think that would that'd be really unfair. I know that this is the last year of the 14 playoff and that this isn't even a discussion right. going forward, but it would really just show that the playoffs about entertainment value than getting the, the deserved teams in there. But again, that's, that's a good, good thing that's going to happen about, uh, you yeah, know, we'll expanding 12. to 12. Yeah. But, so uh, Florida, Florida state, what's, what's the prediction here? What do we got guys? I got the Knowles. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Florida state, State gets it done. Uh, Florida just doesn't have a lot of momentum right now. Yeah, I mean, you got backup quarterbacks on both sides. Florida State's obviously a much better team than Florida is, so I think we're all in the nulls here. Um, last one I'm going to ask. Wade, I'm going to let you give the history of it. The Palmetto Bowl, the second longest uh, matchup in college football history, ended at 111 games uh, during COVID. Um, so, Wade, Clemson, South Carolina, you grew up. This was – this was your iron bowl. This was your egg bowl. This was your – you waited all year for this one, to watch South Carolina oh, get absolutely pummeled by Clemson every year. So, Wade, <laughs> tell us tell us the meaning of the rivalry, what it means to your family, and what it would mean to you for South Carolina to win this football game. Well, see, I grew up in a very opportune time to be a Gamecock fan because South Carolina historically is not very good in this rivalry. But during my prime time of South Carolina football, the Gamecocks went on a five-game win streak against Clemson. Fear the thumb. Okay. Uh, before I came to LSU, and uh, South Carolina lost the next five games. So, um, with that said, last year South Carolina played spoiler to Tennessee and to Clemson. They won both games. Mm-hmm. I got a good feeling about this one. I know Chet's upset that LSU is playing at 11 a.m., but I'll gladly watch the Tigers at 11 a.m. if it means we get to see a little bit of this action at at 5 p.m. in Columbia, South Carolina. The Red and I just, I just think that uh, South Carolina is going to be really ruckus, and I just this team they live off momentum. 
I'm going to go with Gamecocks in this one. They're seven-point dogs. I think that's entirely too much. I think South Carolina wins it outright. That's going to be my best bet of the week. Um, but, yeah, I think it's uh, good for the Palmetto Bowl to have it competitive for once because Clemson was just really running away with it, right? But yeah, so many good players in this one. Alshon Jeffrey, DJ Swearinger, Jadavion Clowney. I mean, these guys just laid the thunder on Clemson, and I'm excited to see it again on Saturday. Okay. I, hey, on that alone, give me the Gamecocks to take down, what? To take down the Tigers. You cop out. <laughs> you what, pick I, Clemson. <laughs> yeah, I changed it up. I, I'm, a, I'm a revolving door. He guy. was just doing that for parody. I'm going to share an image here. Tyler would like minute. to know, fear the what now? I'm going to share an image for y'all in just a little bit, but keep talking. Okay. So, Tyler, you going with the with Clemson? I'm going Tyler your boy, Spencer Radler. I think that he uh, gets it done here. Uh, that that defense, that South Carolina defense, as much as I ragged on them, they've been playing lights how they shut down Ray Davis. They're going to have to do the same uh, with Will Shipley in that, in that offense because I think that – if you shut down Will Shipley, I just don't think that Kate Klubniak is the guy that can win you a football game. So this is probably going to be a defensive battle between Clemson and South Carolina, but especially at, at night in Williams-Brice Stadium uh, with Sandstorm playing and the fans. And this is like South Carolina has lots to play for. With a win here, they get to go bowling. Uh, so with the Dukes Mayo Bowl potentially on the line, give me South Carolina. We, we stopped – Reaching out to Duke's Mayo. Uh, we should have kept that going with, with, with South Carolina possibly going. We could reach it, out so. to the, the Birmingham Bowl and the, and the Independence Bowl. And or the, the uh, Reliacles the Bowl. Bowl. That's where LSU is going to be. Probably playing Notre Dame. Um, all right. We got something from Wade. We're Ooh, a live here. highlight. Here you what go. Do we got? What do we got? We got you, Davion Cloudy. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Absolutely murdering somebody uh, on the field. That that that's, folks. We're, I'm gonna have to mark this at NSFW uh, murder <laughs> on the stream. Um, so yeah, that's that's what you can expect Saturday night from our boys down in uh, in South Carolina. So, one of my favorite plays of all time. Yeah, um, I love the one when he murders the guy from Michigan. After they, yeah, they with don't clowny play. against uh, Michigan. That's the ball yeah, don't they, lie moment. Yeah, they give him the first down, and and uh, who who was South Carolina's coach? Um, Spurrier. Yeah, Spurrier's going nuts. Next play, <laughs> Clowney blows the dude's head off. Um, so we kind of gave upset picks. Um, I still hit the side. Do it. Wade had South Carolina taking down Clemson. I had Mississippi State taking down Ole Miss. Tyler, what's your what's your up? I'm going to the Big Ten here. Uh, this is the battle of the corn. Nebraska over <laughs> Iowa. I think that oh, Iowa is they're all they're like, oh, we're going to the Big Ten championship facing off against Michigan. But I think that Matt Rule and this staff so needs their big win. They're five and six right now. I think that they get win number six in like a 10 to three type of game. This is not going to be many points, but I think that the Nebraska Cornhuskers in front of their passionate home fans, I think the Cornhuskers beat the Hawkeyes. It's a corn out. They're all going to be holding stocks of corn. I think it is, it is a trophy game too. So Do they give out corn? I think Nebraska takes it home. I think if they're playing for like a pig or something, I don't know. <laughs> They get one live pig. <laughs> Whoever wins gets seven points added on to their, their season total for points. Whoever scored. wins gets seven ears of corn. There you go. Um, it should be matchup. played at Field of Dreams, honestly. 
They should like, make a football field there. Just surrounded in corn. Um, let's get to our best bets this week. Build that bankroll. It's time for building that bankroll. Cha-ching. Brought to you by our friends over at Wolf Spreads. Download it. Join our league. Um, I totally forgot about the NFL this this week for Wolf Spread, so I got all the two thousand dollars on uh, the Eagles. How'd you do this week, Tyler? Um, well, in NFL bad in college, I made nine hundred and forty six. Nice, nice. Uh, I think I had the LSU cover. Did not get the LSU over. They were three points short. Um, uh, I don't actually remember what else I bet on. So. Uh, while I get it pulled up, let's see here. Oh, I, I lost $90. Um, <laughs> USC screwed me. I know. Oh, yeah, and I lost a loss on the over. Yeah, so uh, what are our rankings here? Let's see. Players. Tyler in first. Um, and then everybody else did. Well, Joe. Good job, Joe. He's in second. Everybody else didn't play. Then myself and oh, negative ninety. Neil negative five seventy nine. Wade negative a thousand eighty one. Uh, so bounce back time. Bounce back. Real money wagers. Here we go. What's your bets? Bets. College football. Let's start at Wade. All right. So got two. We can ride with the pack. They haven't failed me yet. I okay. actually rode with the pack in real life, but I forgot to get on wolf spreads in time. Well, North Carolina State won against Virginia Tech as a two-point dog on the road. This time, they're a three-point dog at home against North Carolina. I'm going to take them to win outright, but you could take the the plus three just in case they were to lose, you know, on a two-point conversion or some of that nonsense. So I think that's pretty fair. And then we just talked about it, Florida State and Florida. I think FSU still covers the six and a half here. I mean... There is a little bit of risk here with it being a rivalry game, but I just think the talent difference is that much different between the number three team in the country and and Florida. I mean, we've seen other teams in the SEC just trounce the Gators. So I think six and a half is uh, enough points for Florida State to cover. Okay. I like it. Tyler, what, what, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go to a team that just curb-stomped Utah. Give me Arizona to cover 11.5 versus an awful Arizona State team. Oregon and Bo Nix just put up a buku number of touchdowns. I think that Arizona is going to win this one pretty convincingly. So give me Arizona to cover that 11.5. I like it. I like it. I'm going with a game you just mentioned in your upset picks. We got Iowa-Nebraska over-under set at 26.5. Give me the under. Give me a 10-3 to 3 game. Give me a 13-10. Yeah. I don't care what it is, but it's going to be under 26.5 points. Um, I mean, last week I think was the record over under 27. It was like the lowest it's ever been, and they, they're going in another half point, 26.5 this week. Iowa is a is a just money bag, truckload of money on the unders. So get it, 26.5. Uh NFL side, I'm going uh, on Turkey Day, on Thanksgiving. We have the 49ers going to the Seahawks. The Seahawks, uh, I believe, do not have Geno Smith this week. He's got like a – it was a weird injury. Do do either of y'all know what it was? I saw like a Twitter headline. I saw Kenneth Walker is going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, It was a very weird injury. So uh, 49ers are favored by six and a half on the road. 
Brock Purdy had a perfect passer rating on Sunday. I think he keeps it rolling. It's back-to-back weeks. He's played really good. Give me the 49ers to win by a touchdown. So, Tyler, what you got for the NFL? I'll give you an outright pick. You know, this is going to be a little spicy one, but give me C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans to win outright against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars feeling themselves beating a bad Titans team, but they're going on the road to Houston. C.J. Stroud playing like not only a rookie of the year, but MVP level. Uh, So give me C.J. Stroud and that defense too. Derek Stingley got an interception if you didn't watch mm-hmm. Sunday game. Uh, so I think that Houston's right in the mix and the AFC South looking for that playoff berth. So give me the Texans outright. What's the last time a rookie has won an MV, like overall MVP in the NFL? Probably a long uh, time. I mean, he wasn't really a rookie, but his first year, Mahomes did it. Let's see. Only NFL rookie to win MVP was Jim Brown in 1963. Huh. He rushed for 942 yards, uh, nine touchdowns in 12 games, uh, and he had 16 catches. Huh. Okay. Uh, wow. That's a – yeah, I mean, C.J. Stroud is lighting up the NFL right now, and I agree with you, Tyler. I mean, he's an MVP caliber quarterback. Uh, so, wait, what, what you got? Yeah, I like that pick a lot, Tyler. I had it on my list as well. Um, I'm not going to overthink this one. I'm going to go with the Dolphins to cover nine and a half against uh, the New York Jets. The New York Jets are going to be issue- it. They're going to be uh, starting a new quarterback, Tim, Tim Boyle. Boyle. <laughs> he might be worse than Zach Wilson. Uh, who knows? But I just am not very confident in New York scoring seven points in this one. And I just think that this Dolphins offense is that good. So the Bills did it this past week. You know, they've had their struggles, so I think the Dolphins can absolutely do it. And that's going to be our first ever Black Friday game uh, sponsored yeah, by Amazon. That'll, that'll be interesting to watch. I'm ready to watch that one. Oh, my camera went away for a second. Y'all well, we got to you a, a, a Thanksgiving game. We got you a Black Friday game, and we got you a traditional Sunday game. So we, yep. we got anybody you lined play- up and a Friday game with, uh, with uh, Nebraska, so. Anybody playing Wednesday? Are we about to have football Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Well, we have some action, I think. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. I like it. Some late night action on Wednesday. What about tomorrow? What about Tuesday? Um, action as well. Yep. Boom! Just just turn the TV on. You got football playing all the time. You know, I almost forgot dog of the week. I didn't really feel like you know we. I didn't watch any NFL games this week. I don't know if y'all did. If you had anything to talk about for the NFL, uh, but I almost ended the show without doing dog of the week. There we go. Who got that dog in them? Everyone's favorite segment on the Sports Scramble podcast. Uh, let's see. Let's get. To, we got some people in the chat. We got Neil. We got Matty Ice. We got Lyndon. Let's see if we can get some uh, dog of the weeks. Matt's got one. He texted it to me. But I, I want to see that comment come through, Matt. So if you're listening, get, get the dog in. So uh, Tyler, start us off for dog of the week. I'm going to give it to a team here. Uh, You know, college game day was at this setting. James Madison was undefeated. They were getting all this hype. I made a short about them should go bowling. I still think that they should. NCAA, you're a no fun police. Let Jacksonville State and James Madison go bowling. We don't want some of these six and 16s getting in there and getting blasted by somebody. But give me App State. I mean, with all the talks surrounding James Madison, over 26,000 people at game day, and they – 
beat uh, James Madison, gave them their first loss of the season in overtime. So the Mountaineers are like, hey, we're – we're the ones who are the upset specialists over here. Uh, so Dude, give they me are. State, the Mountaineers uh, as my dog of the week. I mean, if Appalachian State's playing a top 10 team, pick App State money line all day, every day. That's what they do. They show up for these games. They they live to upset. So I like that one. And did you see the Pat McAfee kicking contest? It was at $90,000. The dude was talking all sorts of smack. He's like, I didn't even warm up for this. I've never kicked a ball in my life. I'm a baseball player. And McAfee says, yeah, you look like a baseball player. You suck. And he walks up there, and he hits a line drive straight to some poor kid's head. Just takes him out. Doesn't even get it five yards off the ground. Right over the left side fence. Boom. Knocks somebody out. Uh, McAfee goes, he killed a kid. He killed a kid. Um. So, yeah, give, I like App State. That's a good pick for Dog of the Week. So, Tyler, or wait, I'm sorry, what you got? All right, since Tyler Tyler left it out there for me, we talked about this one yesterday on SEC Talk. I'm going to give it to New Mexico State quarterback Diego Pavia. Diego. Uh, he had a respectable 210 yards and three touchdowns on the road against Auburn in the upset victory. But what made him the Dog of the Week is he absolutely body slammed an Auburn defender <laughs> Uh, in the 30-point beatdown. So he got it uh, done in more ways than one. So I uh, got to give it to Diego uh, for pulling off that upset. So we have a Matt, Matty Ice. I agree with this one, Matt Jens. Cortland Sutton's on a on a burner, man. Mm-hmm. Who got that dog in him? You want to know who got that dog in him? Cortland Sutton with the game-winning catch in Sunday Night Lights. I saw the catch. Yeah. It, I, I was asleep when he texted me. I fell asleep pretty early last night. Um, that was a nice catch to win the game there. So, Cortland Sutton, hats off to you. Uh, I'm going over. I've been talking about him all week. It's a very obvious choice. Jaden Daniels, eight touchdowns, eight drives. He had five incompletions, more touchdowns than incompletions. Uh, I mean, he's, he's playing like a Heisman winner. He's doing everything he can. That's what he has to play for. Uh, that's my dog of the week, Jane Daniels. So, um, with that, we got uh, Tyler. You got some fantasy picks for us for for the uh, fantasy football corner. We're we gonna keep them on the shorts this week. We're gonna keep them on. Videos coming out tomorrow at noon, and then the shorts will follow at, at night. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to the Sports Scramble YouTube page. Get your fantasy updates. I mean, the NFL. Like I said, I didn't really watch it. The Chiefs and Eagles are playing right now. Taylor Swift's not at the game. Uh, so you know the viewership's cut in half. Let's see what that score is. Uh, 17-7 Chiefs. Um, they're defending their Super Bowl title here. Uh, oh, LSU Texas. Uh, LSU's women is winning 105 to 44 against Texas Southern without Angel Reese. Um, other other news. Tiger Woods. I don't know if y'all saw. He's back. He's playing the Hero Championship on November 30th. He's walking. He's training really hard. Tiger wins when Tiger Woods wins the Masters next year. Boom. I said it now. <laughs> Clip it. November 20th, 2023. Tiger Woods. Uh I don't want you know, you know what? Wins the Masters. I'll stick with it. Um Yeah, that's about it. I'm kind of I'm kind of college. I was college football this weekend. Not a lot of NFL. So uh anything else from y'all? From y'all y'all too? No, nope. sir. Excited to watch some action this week. Uh, eat some good turkey. Action Hope everybody has a great action? Thanksgiving. 
some action or some action, some action and action, mac and cheese action. Yeah, yeah. Watch out for the spaghetti, Tyler. But uh, with that, I think that pretty much wraps up the show. We appreciate everybody tuning in um, and listening. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. We're growing. Tyler's doing great on the YouTube shorts. You got to catch them every week. Uh, have, a, have a wonderful and blessed Thanksgiving. We hope you spend one, a lot of time with your family. Don't drink too much. Wave that towel away. Yep. Go Cox. Go Game Cox. Uh, go Tigers. Uh, give me, give me Florida to take down Florida State and uh, Buckeyes over over uh, the Wolverines. So with that, everybody have a wonderful week.